there's food. Like if you wanted to leave right now, there's food. The casinos. The only thing that wasn't really open was uh, uh, shows. But that ju- a lot of shows just came back with like a max capacity of like a hundred people. So, um, but there's no state income tax out here. Yeah, the, you pay your federal income tax like you would anywhere, but the, uh, there's no state income tax. And so, wow, prostitution and is legal. Not in Las Vegas. Basically, you have to drive. I don't know. I, I don't know. Somebody told me that you have to drive outside of <laughs> Vegas, somewhere north of here. Well, see, I don't understand why it's illegal in the first place. It's like my body. If I want to sell it, why can't I sell it? Thank you. We're basically trying to pull like NCAA rules on people's like. Why are you penalizing me for using my body? Right. This yep. is my image, my likeness. Hold on. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. I had to put this in there somewhere. Get out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's where I'm mad. Okay, you chasing clap on no way shit What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of I'ma get in trouble. Uh I'm here with uh my buddy Terrence G. And of the woman that I'm realizing is Memphis comedy, you guys give it up for Latoya Tennille. Now, the, Very excited the, intro, to have the intro was so long. I just was like, Miss Memphis comedy. Basically, she was on Heart of the City, the Memphis edition. She was a Comedy Central. She has Urban Laughs Comedy Fest. She has a comedy club that she opened during COVID in Memphis. I don't know where else you can put stuff on her resume. I'm impressed. Hello, Miss Latoya. Hey. So tell me, we're going to start off right off the bat. You opened a comedy club in the middle of COVID, like six months in, you're like, fuck it, let's do this. Well, the thing about it is I was in the process of doing it before COVID hit. Okay. I was already like, you know, it was like it's things, I had this thing where if things piss me off, I'm not going to argue about your stuff. I'm just going to do my own. And mm-hmm. so I had, I had decided, okay, I'm going to do this. So I'm, I'm shopping for spots and spaces and, and I found a, a space that was what I wanted. The price was something I wanted to get. And so um, we get ready to sign the lease and everything. And COVID, it's like, okay, nothing's going to happen. And so I was like, okay, well, Ooh. I told the landlord, okay, let me wait and see what this is going to do before I sign this lease. Uh, the spot is midway between my house and my job. And oh, so I literally okay. was passing it coming home, going to work every day. Every day I was passing it and like and I was telling the building, just wait until COVID goes down <laughs> and I'll go ahead and get you. You know, go ahead and get it. Because it's um, not like it's going to be a year, right? It's not going to last a year. No, it's not going to last. It's not going to last that long. And so, you know, some time passes and um, God says to go get it. And I'm like, are you sure, sir? Because right now the world is shutting down. If the world is shutting down, why am I opening up? And so, of course, you know, me and God argue like we do. And he wins. Yep. He wins, and so I signed the lease, and I signed the lease at the end of April, with the projection to open up in July. Because surely by July, right, 
This will be over with. <laughs> this, will, this will be over with. So, you know, April, you know, I got all this time to prep the place and all that type stuff. And of course, July comes and it's not over with. But um, I had a space, so I got to make it do what it do. So I end up opening a um, comedy club in the middle of a pandemic. And it's interesting because you open it up and you have all these expectations of how it's going to be. Mm. But COVID's going on, so you can only operate at this amount of capacity. Everybody has to be spaced out so much. And it's like, how do I successfully pull this off and still maintain rent, yeah. profit, you Absolutely. know, uh, all that type of stuff. So uh, it was challenging. I, 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 it was it was challenging. Um, there are some things that happened. Um, I guess I can tell y'all now because it ain't nothing. Y'all, it's nothing that they can do about it. Scoop because I'm open. Okay, so <laughs> I get this place, and of course, when I signed the lease, I get so many months free. Right mm-hmm. now, I'll tell you this: when I when I went into the comedy club business, I'm going into the comedy club, club business as a comic. Mm-hmm. I have no I, I have no restaurant experience. I don't have yeah. any, I don't have any payroll. I don't have any. Just I'm a comic that want to tell jokes and I want to do it when I want to. I don't know anything about. So I'm thinking you get a building, you turn the lights on, right? Enough. You know, Face- Facebook page. I didn't know that you could have a license and and this inspection and this insurance and and it was so many different details and things that were happening where it's like suddenly the amount of money I had saved wasn't enough and so it's like I go to going through these inspections and crazy enough when I first opened I hadn't even passed inspection so allegedly allegedly allegedly, allegedly, hypothetically Allegedly. It's so what I'm, I'm, said. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm operating and um, yeah, 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 yeah. You read yeah. to the lines. Yeah. I'm yeah. And yeah. Uh, and yeah. So yeah. And so as long as I hadn't, yeah, um, I'd have to pay rent because uh, <laughs> until things are in order, you can't charge me rent. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Yeah. So if it's not in order, so we're not up to code, I I go rent free. So hypothetically, if I were to run shows before I'm allowed to, I still don't have to pay rent. And as far as in my landlord doesn't live in Memphis, so they don't no. just, just yeah, right. So we I told you, I told you this is live, right? I don't know if he's following you. Restrict the audience now. (laughs) Yes, it's okay because I mean, we're here now, we're here now, and and that was then, and everything's in order now. The paperwork is filled out, everything's done, but yeah, so uh, I think um, God definitely was intervening on my behalf. (laughs) If he's he's for you, who can be against you, right? (laughs) There it is. So I got a question. I got a question. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, one being you, you woke up and it was there and 10 walking on water. How difficult was it? it, Was it to run your, to open your own comedy club? Mm. Oh my God. I would say 
I'm going. I'm going to say seven. I'm not going to say ten because ten would say it's 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 impossible. Uh, and I'm doing it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. definitely. I would say for me, it's learn as you go, learn as you grow. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. You, you, it's a, it's a every day. It's a a new experience every time something. It's like I'm so grateful for the fuck ups because mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. the fuck ups happen, you're like, man, this is messed up. But I'm happy to be less than a year in because every time something goes wrong, it teaches me a lesson, and I can fix it to where okay, now this happened. I know what to do next. I, this now this goes on. I know what to do next. Um, the biggest thing um, was like learning how to um, book comics and learning mm-hmm. how to how to how to run a staff and hey business yes and you learn these different personalities and then these just these different people and um, you have to try to be a comic and a boss at the same time. And sometimes your comic comedy friends don't understand that this decision is a boss decision, not a comic decision. Because they're looking at you like a comic. And it's like, yes, I understand as a comic. It's like me becoming this comedy club owner. I now understand why so many different policies and procedures are in place. Yep. I understand, you know, why this person gets booked this way. I understand why these people, it's like, oh, it's like, I owe so many bookers apologies. I owe right. so many <laughs> club owners apologies. Because you're like, you learn. You know, you're like, why does it not? It's like, oh, that's why this is in place. That's why that's in place. And it's like, now that I'm on the other side of it, I understand. Now, I'm still a comic, and what's crazy is me being a comic, talking to other comedians, I sometimes try to get them to understand what this side of it is and they don't get it. Or yep. just or just trying to get them to be greater. They, 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 they're they so stuck in their mindset of struggling, uh, struggling comic to where it's sometimes like, like I'm just I'm just trying to get you to be great because like now I'm here and I get it and I see it but uh, I'm loving it. Um, it's, it's, it's 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 dope. I think to me one of my favorite parts of it now is that like because the the, the 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 club opened in July and I started and I started open mic in August. So I have all these comics that just started comedy in August, right? So pretty much I have a front row seat every weekend to seeing comedy. And not only that, I get a front row seat and seeing growth. And it's like, I just sit in the back like a proud mom and watch them go from being these itty bitty baby comics to now being these blossom, um, you know, individuals in comedy. It's dope. It's like, I like literally every weekend, I have a, I'm like, have a, you know, we know, you know, when you love comedy, you love comedy. So mm-hmm. it's like I have a front row seat every weekend to see comedy nonstop. You're like, you're like the modern day Mitzi from from the comedy <laughs> store. Look at you, the Memphis Mitzi. Memphis Mitzi. You know, that's crazy because the the nickname I have in Memphis is is, is uh they call me Mother Haha, right? Okay. Um, they call me Mother Haha, and um. At first, I didn't want to accept it because I'm like, that's when you when when someone is the mother of a, something, um, that's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. It, it comes with a lot of responsibility. It comes with a lot of uh, expectations. Um, and 
the guy, there's a guy in Memphis who told, because I didn't, because I, I didn't know about Mitzi. He used to always say, you're our, our Mitzi. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, they call me Mother Ha Ha. And, you know, so here I am now with this club, and that's pretty much what I've become, Mother <laughs> Ha Ha. You know, because, you know, I'm everybody's mama. <laughs> you know, I feed them, they need gas money. I, I, I bought tires, I fed people, I sent gas money, I fuss, I cuss, I go off. Um, yeah. When are you gonna stop managing them? <laughs> like, yeah, this, uh, I need you to go to Omaha and come back. I'm gonna need ten percent of that check. That's right, right. Yeah, but you know, it's crazy for them. Like, you know, you don't you don't realize really how good you are. Like when I what, what really got me to knowing how good I was was when I started teaching it. Because you know, it's one thing to do, but when you can teach somebody what you do. And they be good at. It. I was like, oh, okay, I might be, I, I, I might be good at this. Yeah, mm. yeah. Teaching kids was like, man, when I when I did my first comedy camp, and I was teaching those kids how to do comedy, and then they have their comedy show, and to see their their minds working, to, to, it's like, man, I got ten year olds. I'm like, why I think of that? Like, to see a ten year old take what you taught them and do a five minute set is like the dopest thing ever. So that, that is awesome. So you said earlier that you're the type of person that you get pissed off when people tell you no, 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 or, or to do it a certain way. So you go off and do it your own way. Elaborate on that. What was it that was there a specific incident or was it several incidents that you had that led up to you be like, mm, fuck well, you, I'm going to do me. Well, this, okay, I started doing comedy in 2010, right? When I started doing comedy in 2010, I was the only active woman doing comedy. Right? Yes, in Memphis. I was surrounded by guys all the time. And you know when you're the only woman among a bunch of guys, you have to constantly prove yourself. You got to constantly it's it's not easy. You got to be able to um, stand up and you got to be able to prove yourself. And so what happened is, you know, when I got, got, got into the game, the goal was to be the next big Monique, that was the goal. I'm gonna be the next Monique yeah, yeah. more. And as you, you know, you know that the Swedish traveling comic, but you're still in your city. You have to work in your city. And I, I had the opportunity. I went to LA. Hope had a convention there, so I went to LA and I came Hope back. Hope flood. I came Hope back flood. Yep. and I started. Um, I wanted to start my own comedy show. Well, everybody had normal comedy show so I said I'll do uh, improv and sketch because I'm a huge mad TV fan mm. huge in, love and co- in, 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 uh, 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 in Living Color fan huge Wild and Out fan so I took those three shows and started a show called LOL Memphis that's, what, that's the first little little thing I did you know that kind of happened and then later on what happens is we have a Memphis comedy festival that's in Memphis and I went and the Memphis comedy festival was really cool um, and I, I got a chance to be on their board, and it was really cool. But the Memphis Comedy Festival is very white, right? And you don't wow. realize you don't realize how white something is until you bring your black sketch and improv group to one of their their uh, <laughs> um, their, their events, and shit go left. And so, uh, yeah, and so I said, okay, let's. And then at the time, I had babies; my my children were younger. And you know everybody's telling you go to comedy festivals. Well, I had babies, so I can't go to comedy festivals. So I said, you right. know, what? plus 
I, plus, I hate when people say go to comedy festivals. Like, you know how much it is to fly to like some place, <laughs> right. and then like you have to pay for the hotels and your food and all of these things. It's like, yeah, just go, just go. I do it. So on top I, of the twenty five dollars submission fee. Okay. Right. So I figured instead of me going to comedy festival, I'll bring people to me, <laughs> and yep. I started my own comedy festival. And so that's where the comedy festival came from. And then Memphis has this thing back then called the Best in Black Awards. The Best in Black Awards is the most prestigious level of awards you have in the city of Memphis, right? They have, it's like Best Banker, Best 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 Shoelacer, Best Chicken, Best Hamburger, Best Everything, right? But it's like one category per Best Thing. One year, they remove the comedy category, Right. They remove the comedy category. And of course, they, they remove the comedy category. And my phone starts ringing off the hook. Comics are calling me pissed because our only opportunity to get recognized is taken away from us. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. So I started the comedy awards. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, instead of us having one category in their little awards, I'll start our own awards. That way we have. 17 categories versus just one in one award show. So that's how the comedy awards came to pass. Um, my kids are a product of me uh, watching my kids in the house. Uh, so, okay, I'll start a comedy camp, you know? So, you know, that's how the comedy camp got started. Me doing a comedy camp. Um, you know, and, and over time, you know, you start doing stuff and, you know, what's left? Cause you know, the, the, the comedy club thing, we, ha- we have a comedy club here in the city. Um, which I love. I love, I love, 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 love our, our comedy club here. What but is again, it? It's called Chuckles Comedy House. Chuckles. Isn't that everyone's default generic Chuckle Hut? The Chuckle Hut. Yeah, yeah. Chuckle Chuckles Hut. Comedy House. And um, at the time, Chuckles, I love Chuckles, but um, I like to perform, right? <laughs> and I don't yeah. like begging for stage time. Mm. I don't like to have to constantly, constantly ask you to get on your stage, especially when I am just as good or better than the male comics in my city, mm. right? So I'm not gonna keep asking you, I'm not gonna keep begging you, uh, this, I'm not gonna do this. I said, you know what? Um, and not to mention, I also have a, I have a production company called Toy Engineer Productions. And so I started writing plays, um, my play sold out twice, you know, so I, I need a space for like my actors and stuff to meet. So I said, you know what? I'll just get my own club. And so that's how I end up being here now with the club. So yeah, so if something pisses me off, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm like, no, I, I don't, you know, don't worry about it. I'll start my own. You, you know, it. it does blow my mind that Memphis only has one, con- well, two now, but like Memphis, right. only, and, and that was kind of my weird thing about DC. It blew my mind that you said there's that many white people in Memphis. That too. <laughs> I didn't know the only black. But you know what's crazy? But you know what's crazy though? Like you know, since uh, uh, the coronavirus has come, stuff like that, um, the white comics are not as active as the black comics. Like the white comics are like in the goddamn house. Mm. (laughs) Like there are only a few that like are out having shows. The rest of them are like, uh, -uh, we'll see y'all when this shit is over with. (laughs) they're not they're not they're not really out right now but yeah you know it's because you know it like i went to new york a couple of years a couple years ago new york got like five thousand comedy clubs 
Yeah, every everyone's everything's a comedy club. It just moonlights as a as a restaurant on the right. it's a restaurant or a bar for a little bit. Yeah. Right. What is what does Memphis look like right now with COVID and everything like that with shows? Um, things are getting a little, a, a little bit more lax now. We're still at uh, I think I think right now we're at fifty percent capacity. Okay. You have to wear a mask everywhere. You can't go anywhere with a mask. So everyone has to wear a mask. Have to wear, you can't you can't get in you can't get in anywhere without a mask. Mm-hmm. Everything's masked right. up. Everything's social distance. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when anywhere you go, you have to take your temperature. And mm-hmm. when you go to the clubs, you have to sign a, 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 a tracing a, a tracing a tra- thing. Yeah, a tracing thing anywhere you go. So yeah, uh, I know now our neighboring state Mississippi. They just recently changed their store. They have a no mask mandate going on in Mississippi now. And so, of course, there's a big argument about that because a lot of people who work in, live in Mississippi work in Tennessee. In Tennessee yep. So yep. people are like, kind of like, why? You know, so, yeah. Foolish. Interesting. Interesting. It's very interesting. I can say a lot of businesses have taken a blow with COVID, especially restaurants and stuff like that. Oh, because sure. You can't operate at full capacity. You can't do things like we have to close it. Like normally, um, as far as clubs are concerned, we're normally done by midnight, one o'clock in the morning. We have to be done by ten o'clock. You can't be. You can't. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Whereas, which normally I probably would have two shows per night, but because of the guidelines, I now I can only have one show a night because I got to be done by ten o'clock. Right. Or, or or it's like really early, like a four o'clock show and a seven o'clock show. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's laughing that early. <laughs> Nobody. Well, so mm. you were you were you were saying that you get to see new baby infant uh, comedians, and and then you also deal with a lot of the comedians that that are a little bit more tenured, and you want them to be great. If you, for the people listening, and we have a lot of comics listening, uh, what. What do you think is one generic uh, thing that you see a lot of comics do that are like self sabotaging or something that they do? Okay. Okay. This is this is the thing that I have to fuss at the comics here about is that I don't know what do we have against headshots. Why don't we want to get headshots? What do we have against headshots, people? Selfies do not go. What Jesus? Don't. Okay, so so as as a as a as an actor who turned comedian ten years ago that lived in L.A., I will say that headshots are are just one of those things. It's has a bad rap because a lot of people like agents, right? They go, "Hey, uh, I can't get you booked, so get new headshots." So you spend the four or five hundred dollars to get new headshots, and you still don't get booked. I don't know what's going on in Memphis, but that's why I hate headshots with a passion. <laughs> So I'm just like, get some professional fucking pictures made. It's like, get pic- get pictures made. Get some get some pictures made. <laughs> you hear it first, everybody. Get, it's, I hate because not you know I do my own flyers. I do my own website. I, there's nothing more frustrating than a comic sending me a selfie. I'm not putting a fucking selfie on a flyer. I will mention your goddamn name. I'm not putting the fucking. I'm not putting you in your goddamn car with a seatbelt on on a fucking flyer. I'm not doing it. I, I, I am not cropping out your family I'm members, not, your girlfriend. I'm not doing that. Go you're, just in, 
You'll be in the honorable mention section. You the sure That's it. will. <laughs> They're not doing it. Um, comic. I found that comics. Uh, there's a lot of entitlement go, that goes on. Comics feel like they are so. They they are entitled. No, baby, you got to work at this. This is a. It's a constant thing. Um, this is this is this, this is a constant. You don't you don't you don't you don't become great by accident. You have it's a, you have to constantly work at it. Um. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest big, biggest misconception is that people just think that like oh comedy just show up and just tell jokes and it's no no no, no. and then you know with me being a, a newer club of course everybody's sending me videos to want to they want to come to Memphis and stuff like that I get a lot of sketch and skits and shit I'm like this is not show me you doing stand up and they look like, well I got a thousand followers that's amazing baby but can you do five minutes oof. Preach hey, my girl. How many people am I going to have to refund their tickets? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because again, I'm gonna shit on my club because you can't do five. Right. And see, my thing is, you're dealing with a comedy club owner that's a comic. So I really don't give a fuck about your followers. I don't give a damn. I don't. I don't care. I don't. Can you? Can you get on stage and do time? Can you do that? Because if you can't get on stage and do time, you're gonna piss me off. And I'm gonna tell you, you piss me off. I am right. And we we've had this conversation with Bob Sumner and a couple other people. It's like now with the Instagram guys and the comics. Like, so as a booker, would you prefer somebody that can fill seats and is not funny, or someone that's funny? That's that a, that's, you know, it's crazy because now that's the struggle. Oh, yeah, I I I gotta be honest because there comes the struggle. Because now um I get it. I have a I have a loyalty to the game, to the craft. There's a boss I, move needs to be yes, made. But I got bills to pay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got bills to pay. And so um what I, I try to be, you know. I try, I try to be like, hey, <laughs> luckily, I'll say this. Luckily for me, um, we have, although they, they're, they're not, I wouldn't say social media comics. I'm uh, fortunate enough to have people in the comics in the city that are popular enough in the city to pull off numbers. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I have comics. Yeah. You know, I know that I can I can book the Camigos one night and I can make go. Uh, we have a there's a comic here named Basil. Basil has a monthly show here called Radar Showcase. I can have Basil show one 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 weekend and make go. You know, there. Um, and see, the thing is, my club is small. How small? And have, oh, I can only my club is like what sixteen hundred square feet. Okay, so and what I, is that? Uh, 50, 75 seater. The, the occupancy says hundred, but right now I'm not doing over fifty because of COVID. You know, I keep it, I keep it that way. So I really the the big name social media comics, I can't afford them no way. You know, right. I can't. They're not. They're not in my in my budget. I I I, I, I called yes. somebody one day. Yes. Yeah. But I call it was like ten thousand. Oh, uh, that's okay, baby. That's all right. You 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 say, you say where you at? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I heard okay. the chuckle hunt. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you, you book know, me? Can you book me? Can you book my club on your Instagram? <laughs> right. Yes. And see, and that's the other thing with comics, uh, having to teach comics. Comics, this is another thing I learned booking a club and stuff like that. Comics don't realize that their worth in their city 
It's different from their worth, not in their city where nobody knows you. Explain it, please. Go deep. Okay, this what it is. Okay, so I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, right? I'm from Memphis. Pretty much everybody in Memphis knows me. So if someone calls me from Memphis to do a show in Memphis, I can charge them X amount of dollars because it's guaranteed that if they if they put my name on a flyer here in Memphis, people are going to go see me because that's Latoya Tennille. That's our girl. If they book me in Houston, Texas, I can't demand the same amount of money because nobody in Houston fucking knows me. If they put my name on a fly in Houston, nobody's coming to see my ass. So if this if this booker books me in Houston, Texas, can they get their money back off me? Fuck no, they cannot. So I have to be reasonable in my request when I go out of town. Now I can go to Houston at the goddamn fool, gain some fans and come back, but I can't be un and so I have these conversations where I contact comics who I think are awesome and they quote me these prices and I'm like, baby, you do understand nobody in Memphis knows you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I've been doing comedy for 15 years. That's great. But if I pay you a thousand dollars to come to Memphis for two days, am I gonna make a thousand dollars back? No, I'm not. I'm going to lose money. Not only am I going to lose money, I'm going to have to give away tickets just for people to come see you. Yep. That's true. That's true. That's, that's the thing people don't understand. No, they, like, they don't. And, 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 they, I think, and I think that's the, for me being a, when I, when I opened this club, being a black woman, right? My thing was, okay, I'm going to get all these black women to come. Like, I'm going to be the comedy club that has black women come to the... That, that was my thing. I was not prepared for men to be more reasonable. I wasn't prepared for men... Read the statement, LaToya. <laughs> we're going to prepare an apology statement and just we're gonna and you to read apology. it. I, whatever. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, the female community. I love. I, I, I love black women in comedy. I, I I'm a black woman. I love. I love women. I love women comics. Period. I was not prepared to not be able to book them because I can't afford them. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mm-hmm. prepared for that. I have male comics that are contact me. I'm like, look. I can't afford that. They go, huh? They go, so what can you? What can you? Afford? What can you afford? Or they say this: Don't worry about it. Hmm. I'll get myself down there. Just feed me. I've had comics that come to the city and I pay them, and they give me the money back and say, "Look, pay the light bill with this. Mm-hmm. Do something else with it." Because again, they understand that I'm new and I'm just yep. starting, and I've done something like so. It's like I'm. I'm a, I would say I'm a comic first. I would. I don't ever try to take advantage of anybody. Or I'm, the intention is not to pay what you're not worth. But right, right. it's like, come on, I can't. I, I, I think sometimes I, pe- I tell people, well, I can't afford you. They like they like. Well, you just, they, they think I'm trying to not pay them. Like, mm-hmm. nah, that's not what this is. But you can't request. You can't request two fifty a night and, and transportation. And and when you get here, nobody gonna come see you. Yeah, 
because they don't know you. Your, your your name is not a draw yet. And I think again, that's 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 something else that you know we we have this conversation about uh, know your worth and uh, and your worth, your worth, your worth. And I've been doing it this long, and do it, man. Memphis is a name driven city. This and that's just how Memphis operates. And I think that's why Memphis doesn't have more comedy clubs because Memphis really doesn't. They su- Memphis supports famous comedy. I'm gonna say that. Mm. Memphis supports famous comedy. We have a hard time getting them to buy into us, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if they if multiple ones popped up, they'll go out of business. So it's like the my like like my slogan on my club is the comics you should know. Because, yeah. That, because yeah. Mm. Because the, these are good comics, you just don't know them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's and that's I, the comedy genre, the comics you should know because you don't know these comics, but, but they're just as good. But we we got we got we got we got we got we got to know our works. We mm-hmm. have to know our works. And again, sometimes your work in your hometown and your work out of town ain't the same damn thing. It's just and it's just not. I find it strange that comics find it offensive, at least in the new comics, where it's like, I'll take a door deal. I'll Whenever I go out of town, I'll take a door deal. I'll take a percentage of the door. Why? Because I don't want you feeling this way. Oh, oh, $1,000. I know I can make $1,000 off of sales. But people go, hey, can we do a door deal? I'm like, mm. fuck you, a door deal. I'm better than that. And you're like, are you, though? Are you? And like I said, I was not when you know out when I I was like, man, I'm calling women. Hey, now, 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 I'm not gonna say because I have I do have some women that'll fuck with me. I have some mm-hmm. women like you know what? No, they man, Corey Bell, Corey Bell came down my opening weekend. Um, you know, uh, Corey Bell came my opening weekend, and I love you know Corey. Corey Corey's been on tour with um with uh with uh with uh. Uh, 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 shit, Monique, Monique, uh, Monique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. And Corey is. What's crazy about Corey is my 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 grand opening weekend. I remember it's two nights. That Friday, nobody came to. Nobody came to the club. I'm sitting in the room getting my makeup done. I'm like, I'm not going to change my clothes. Corey said, bitch, yes, you is. Get your ass in there and get dressed and tell jokes to the motherfucking chairs. Yep. That's what Corey said. And so mm-hmm. I got dressed. I think we were for like three people. So the next night comes along. I'm sitting in my same office and getting my makeup done. And Corey said, bitch, we got a problem. And I'm like, <laughs> Ms. Levin, the chairs are missing. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, you're out of chairs. You're out of chairs. Right? <laughs> so, like, I literally got one lash on and one lash off. <laughs> so I go and I was like, the room is packed. And it's like, yo, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I wasn't expecting this. I had to go to my car and get, I had some of those chairs. You know how you take chair, chairs to a uh, a soccer game? Yeah. I had like four or five of those chairs in my in my car. I had to take those out. People were taking the chairs out their car and popping them out. So it was like, you know, one night nobody's there. The next night, there ain't nowhere to sit. You know, so <laughs> it's just That's like. Amazing. That's yeah, amazing. So Beautiful thing, though. Man, I, I remember uh, Christmas weekend. Um, I was in the, I was in, the, and I'm, I'm a crybaby. I'm a crybaby. I get shit done, but I cry. And at Christmas weekend, we're in the club, and I'm like, nobody's here. We're going home. Talking <laughs> shit. I'm like, and it, my staff was like, I'm like, it's like you going to bed and get yourself together. 
And like I go to the front to tell them, hey y'all, we're gonna go home. And people start coming to the door. I'm like, well, I guess we're not going home. So <laughs> God is good all the time. Yeah. So you know that that um that that that, that happens. Like, like I'm I guess I'm grateful for I'm grateful for uh everybody. Like I have at my club, um, the back wall is a brick wall. And so what I do is comics, whenever if, whenever you perform at the club on the weekends, I have you sign the wall mm-hmm. because I think it is a blessing for anybody who decides to, because you could have you could have gone anywhere. I'm grateful for anybody who decides to bless my stage. Mm-hmm. So when you leave for the weekend, I want you to sign that wall so I can remember who all came and who all did their thing. You know, I'm I am grateful for everybody because again, man, it's crazy. You know, we talk about how you know how stuff happens. Like literally, like the stage is in my club. The stage in my club cost me fifty dollars. There was an art studio that was going out of business, and she sold me the stage for fifty dollars. Um, the the uh, <laughs> the DJ booth was somebody somebody sold some kind of thing. On marketplace for a hundred dollars, the tables and chairs. My mama bought some of them, and somebody donated the rest of them. Like, <laughs> like my club is so patched together. You know, it just things just start. You know, coming together and and you know just you know just just working stuff out. You know, um, one thing about you know when God has got when God has His hands on it, it ain't nothing nobody can't say that you can't do. It was, you know, it's the most put together. It's you know it's gonna it's gonna work out. It's gonna work out. I ain't worried about that. You know, just say you know I have you know some days, and I think the beauty of me having my own spot is that. Um, I don't just have comedy shows. Like sometimes, like I know one time, um, you know, with COVID going on, my son is autistic, right? And so with my son being autistic, he had to he had to not go to school, and I had to stay at home. So me staying at home, I couldn't go to work. So I had to figure out how am I going to pay rent this month? Mm-hmm. How, how am I going to pay rent? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I did a kids, kids I, I did a kids and I, kids and teens entrepreneur pop up shop, right? And I charged kids twenty five dollars to come in the club and sell their stuff. I had rent money in three hours. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, baby. All right, so, so you're breaking up. You know, you're breaking up a little bit, uh, but I think, uh, man, this has uh, been a crazy roller coaster, man. I, I, I freaking love this interview. Um, before we get out of here, you've got a lot of them. What are? How can people find you? What are the socials? What are the websites? Yeah. Go. Ah, she froze. <laughs> Um, the website to the club is I did hold on. Let me see. No, you good now. We got you now. Uh, uh, Usually I'm the one with horrible internet. <laughs> He's telling the truth. Okay. Well, let's say uh okay guys, uh she's she's frozen. Oh, yeah. Is better? Better a little bit? Anyways, uh, you guys, Latoya Tanil, check her out. Heart of the City, Comedy Central. Uh, she's Urban Laughs Comedy Fest. Uh, the Comedy the Club is www.comedyjunk.com. Uh, Latoya, you're you're yeah, breaking, up, breaking up real bad. See, I feel like I'm lagging. Yeah, you're lagging. You're lagging all sorts. 
Um, but uh, it's the comedy junt, J U N T, uh, comedy junt in Memphis. Uh, you got the Urban Laughs Comedy Fest. Uh, you're looking at uh, Heart of the City, Comedy Central, Latoya Tennille. I wish I could tell her I love her, but uh, she's gone. So no, uh, thank Karen. you for coming on, Latoya. Love you guys. And uh, with that, you guys know the deal. That's why I'm mad with it. Oh, wait, I forgot to hit it. Hey, guys. <laughs> so sad.